welcome. I'm Angela Bryant, and you're listening to The Angel Rated Show, where we have inspiring conversations with the people behind the products and services most often used by online business owners. On the show, you'll hear how their personal beliefs and values have influenced their businesses. If you're an online entrepreneur who wants to know about the integrity and impact of the businesses you're buying from, then this is the show for you. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Angel Rated Show. I'm Angela Bryant, and with me today I have Pauline Wiles, who is a website designer who helps solo entrepreneurs create an online home that they love. Welcome, Pauline. It's lovely to have you here. Hello. Delighted to be here. Thank you, Angela. So do you want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your online business? Yes, well, like many of us who find our way to working for ourselves, my career history is pretty varied. So the short version is that after I left university, I had mainly technical jobs. That was how you and I met. And that involved an airline, the UK government. Then I moved to California, worked at Stanford University. But it's fair to say I didn't settle in those roles, and I certainly didn't feel like I found my groove. And so after a particularly bad stint with a startup company, I took some time off and uh, mainly as therapy for me, I wrote a novel. So that's a whole other story. We don't really need to go there. But fast forward to the point where I self-published about four or five books. I was going to writing conferences and I realized that many other authors were completely overwhelmed when it came to marketing their work and particularly with the technology that they needed to get set up with both an email list and a website. And then in honesty, I dithered around a bit more before I realized that the value that I could really bring would be to help these authors with their websites. So that's how I started. And since then I've broadened out a bit so that I now work with service-based entrepreneurs who want a very straightforward but very effective website. And so that's where I'm at. I'm loving the work and the combination for me of technical things, which is how I kind of got started, plus the creativity that I think I was lacking. Those are the combination that really get me out of bed in the morning. Yeah, that sounds fab. I'd like to um, find out a bit more about why people have sort of started their business. What's their driver behind it? So is there something that you feel like is a big why behind this business, something that's really important to you and that motivates you to keep going? Yeah, in a number of other roles I've had, I've noticed that too many people are daunted by technology. And I think there are too many people with a lot to bring to the world and a lot of gifts to offer and to share, and they can't get past the technology bit. So in a previous side hustle, I was doing computer training and again, watching people with a lot of value and gifts to offer, they needed help with with the basics of their computers. And it's the same now really with the websites that many, many small business owners and entrepreneurs are being held back because they don't have the basics in place to establish themselves and their business. So you and I talked a little bit about this earlier and I kind of see myself as the catalyst or or the enabler for whatever their business or their cause or their passion or, you know, information that the world really needs to see, helping them get to the point where the technology isn't the barrier and they can then build on that. Yeah, I think when we talked earlier, it was very obvious that there's 
a lot of issues that are facing the planet that you care deeply about and very much your role and something you can bring in this situation is being that underpinning providing that website that then allows that movement to flourish and to to support it in that way are there any particular sort of movements or things that are going on in the world that you would most like working with or that are you're most suitable to or that you know you care most about well, I've noticed two things with websites, as well as helping the individual behind the site get their story across and provide them with the platform they need. I've noticed it can also be a tipping point for people who realize that they are serious about a cause and are ready to take it forward and are ready to claim that territory. So up to now, I've worked with several coaches who have really interesting things to offer one client you know had a difficult background and has written a book about it and wants to inspire other women that they're not on their own and that her journey has something to offer them as well more recently one of my clients she offers help with food disorders and helping women get past some you know eating habits and eating behaviors i would love to work with any organizations that help promote literacy so obviously writing is a thing for me. I love to read. So yeah, I think there are just limitless ways that if somebody has something they want to share with the world or a cause that they want to either inform others about or promote, that there's a lot of scope. Sometimes it feels like everyone has a website already, but that really isn't true. So there's, there's still lots of scope for, for people's passions and causes. Mm. So where would you like to see your business grow to? If you could look into the future, have you got a vision for how you would like to help you look forward five or 10 years? Yeah, well, something I'm seeing already, and this comes up a lot in the author community, because despite popular opinion, authors are not generally millionaires. And many, many writers are, are not really making a great living from their books. But what does come up is the affordability of working with a website designer. Right now, I mainly do one-on-one -on -one work, and in fairness, that is an investment for the client. It can get to be um, a little expensive to work one-on-one -on -one with a website designer. So the obvious direction that I would like to think about developing is, can I take the same process and structure and thinking that goes into a website and help to show a group of students how to do those basic parts themselves? And of course, as you know, if, if we work with a group instead of one-to-one, -one, then we as individuals can reach far more people and, and help more people. And of course, it gets so much more affordable for the, for the person on the other end who wants the website. Makes perfect sense. Are there particular, I'm just thinking about some of these other ways that businesses might give back. You've talked about literacy and some of the things that you see as really important issues with the world. Have you got thoughts on how your business might be able to give back in the future, even if you can't do so now, or support people in need or people who are less fortunate or help causes that are important to you? Yeah, well, certainly as I grow, then the opportunities, especially if I am able to get some kind of group learning structure going, the opportunities to give people information that they can, can use in a self-guided way, that gets enormous. And I already am trying to make a big deal out of the website platform that I use because it's particularly affordable for people who are just getting started. And... Yeah, clearly in every piece of work I do and whenever I 
talk to a client or I'm reviewing an existing website, I am hoping to encourage them to be thoughtful about what does this site say about their business mission and their values. And of course, they need to be aware that even the photos and images that they choose to include send a subtle message to the world about their values and what they prioritize. Very true, definitely. I was just going to say, it sounds like we were getting quite a lot of aeroplane and gardening noise, but we will persevere. So just thinking more about your your more personal values and your personal beliefs, um, you alluded earlier to the fact that we first met 25 years ago in our <laughs> first graduate job and have gone very different paths and then ended up in a bizarrely similar sort of um, roles. But during that time, obviously we started off in the UK and then you moved over to the US. Can you share something about how that affected your beliefs, your values and subsequent decisions you've made in your life and business? Well, moving to the US for me was clearly a risk. We moved here for my husband's job and the catalyst that gave me the courage really was I was completely miserable in my job at the time. And so leaving the country <laughs> seemed like a good, a good way to untangle a bit of a, a job situation. But really having taken the, the risk of basically selling everything I had and packing up a, a life in London to move to San Francisco, once you take a risk of that size and you come out the other side of it kind of still alive and still happy, it definitely gives confidence for what else is possible. And because I was then working more or less in the Silicon Valley environment where, as you might guess, everything is considered possible and nothing is off the table if one is willing to work for it. That certainly gave me some perspective on the, the opportunities that many of us have. I don't want to say all of us because some of us are stuck with circumstances where really opportunities are very minimal. But in some cases, and certainly in my case, I was lucky that there were definitely opportunities there if I chose them. Right, and we're back with uh, headphones <laughs> and hopefully a lot less background noise. Yeah, so, so moving to the US um, definitely gave me a different idea about risk. But the thing that fascinates me, I don't know if you remember the film, it was called Sliding Doors, where one woman's life goes in two completely different directions. I honestly don't know how life would have played out for me or what choices I would have made if I'd stayed in England. So I don't want to say that, oh yeah, I moved to the US and, and became a different person because it's, it's perfectly possible that I would have evolved and, and taken up running and, and started this business from England. It's a fascinating topic as to how much, how much that happens as choices versus environment versus um, some bigger force. Absolutely. Just coming back to some of your sort of more personal values, have you got a worldview that you would like to share? I view fairness as very important. I view personal responsibility and, and willingness to, to work for what we are looking for to be important. Being this far away from my family certainly focuses my mind on where priorities are. But again, that was a choice I made. And particularly at the moment, I'm incredibly grateful for the technology that 
uh, I know in previous times, if somebody moved across an ocean, then that was pretty much the end of their, of their time with their family. So I'm grateful that we, we now live in a world where we can make big geographical decisions and yet still remain very close to the people we care about. So just coming back onto maybe something a bit lighter or so that people get to know you a bit more and can use that to understand more about who you are and the business that you run. Tell us something. I mean, obviously, you've made a big move there by moving over to the US. But if you could travel anywhere in the world since we came from an airline background many, many moons ago, where would where would you go? Where, where would be your favorite travel destination? Yes, I often kick myself for not making a little more of that um, airline time when it was available. Um, So I think you and I have both visited New Zealand. Mm. I've only been to the North Island. So before 2020 came along with all its surprises, I was definitely thinking about a return trip to the South Island of New Zealand. And also countries like Ecuador and Chile, I hear really lovely things. So I think... Later this year, my first trip when we're able to travel anywhere will probably be back to the UK, but there are certainly these other countries on the horizon that are exciting. And what about hobbies? And I know you've um, run a marathon, is that right? Two marathons, Two very, marathons. very slowly. So I do not plan any more marathons. They are quite the undertaking. But yes, I, I do enjoy running. I'm not fast, I will never be fast, But in terms of getting out, getting into the fresh air, getting away from the desks that we all spend far too much time at. And we're very lucky here. The climate is such that for most of the year, running is extremely pleasant. So what, how did you get on doing two marathons? I mean, slowly, what did you learn from doing those? What what drove you to do them? Well, I certainly didn't do them back to back. To be honest, my husband started it with the first one. He ran ran the San Francisco Marathon and made it look shockingly easy. (laughs) And I promptly thought that this would be a really fun thing to try. (laughs) Yeah, the thing I think that people don't realize about marathons is when you watch a marathon, you think it's all about the four or five or in my case, almost six hours of effort that happens on the day. And like so much of life, it really isn't about the on the day thing it's the months and months of boring steady tedious grueling preparation that that goes in before it and you're nodding I'm sure you've got some things in your own life that that relate to that but yeah the hard work is done you know mostly in private mostly at 6am when you don't feel like it and I think there's definite lessons for us in business for that and really for any goal we're trying to achieve that the little by little just keep putting the work in some days are easier than others sometimes it will be enjoyable and many times it it won't be as enjoyable these are good lessons yeah and uh oh bring snacks (laughs) i think i was definitely nodding because it did make me immediately think what good lessons that you know, how much of that applied to business as well especially really? when you think about people who are seen as overnight success which is almost like that's the day of the marathon that overnight success and they've completely. been working away doing all the hard work behind the scenes that you never see completely yes probably yeah. for years beforehand let alone months and weeks and what about something else that's very close to my heart is about how you look after yourself so that you can do these things and run a business so what about things like self-care what other things do you like to do with your time to keep yourself motivated and yeah I've noticed recently and especially with the challenges that 
you know, spring of 2020 has brought us, I could definitely do better than self-care. I found that because I love my work, once I sit down and start tinkering with somebody's website, you know, the good thing is that hours can go by and the bad thing is that hours can go by. Um, so I definitely need to do better about that. Um, in the past, I've had great success with short meditations. Meditation, I know, sounds scary to a lot of people. I've only ever taken it to the level of, of 10 minutes of sitting quietly and either just breathing or, or listening to an app. That has been enormously helpful for me, not just in the time when I'm doing it, but then in noticing at other times of day, what am I actually doing right now? What is my brain thinking about? What are the voices inside my head telling me? All those um, kind of good things. And then my other big thing is sleep. I will very rarely sacrifice sleep. Everything else in my, in my life can go wrong and I will still prioritize sleep. And I think that is important because I notice on the days when I'm tired, everything is more of a struggle. My food choices are not as good. I maybe don't then get out to exercise. So for me, starting with a decent amount of sleep makes everything else more likely to follow on. Sounds perfect. Sounds like great advice and uh, great ideas for making your business run smoothly. So is there anything else about your business or what you do, what motivates you that you'd like to share before we wrap up? So where I'm starting to notice I'm different from other website designers is I've for a long time, I've been interested in organizing and decluttering and simplifying. Again, we could probably do a mini episode on on that, but I have found with my website work that where I'm really trying to get a message across to my clients is less is more. And I think this applies in, in much of our lives and in much of our business that we, we tend to overcomplicate things and we tend to think more is more and more is necessary. And certainly for, for good websites, the, the less information or the more um, curated information we can put there, then in fact, the better. And I, as I said, I need to do a better job of that in my own life of, uh, of going with the, the simple approach when in doubt. Sounds like the Marie Kondo of websites. Well, certainly if people have heard of her, that's a, re that's a really good way to think about it. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a great way of describing it. Well, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you and catching up. And thank you once again for joining me and for joining this episode of the Angel Rated Show. Do you want to finish off by just telling people a bit more about where they can find you, how they can contact you? The best place, not surprisingly, is my website, paulinewiles.com. I have a free website starter kit that people are welcome to download. And of course, I'm always happy to connect on other social platforms and answer any and all website questions. Fantastic. And obviously... Pauline Wiles is also listed on Angel Rated, so you can find out more about her details there too. And if you've worked with her in the past, you can add your review. So thanks again for joining us, Pauline. We will add all the your information about your website to the show notes, and they will be available on angelrated.com slash podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to share this episode with your friends. The Angel Rated Show is brought to you by Angel Rated, the independent directory and review site for all the products, courses and services used by online business owners. It's the best place to find the perfect product for the next stage of your business or personal growth. 
Learn more and list your business free of charge at angelrated.com. 